Hi, friends. <sighs> Didn't like that one. I never liked the first one. But keep this one in because that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited, your f- most favorite podcast in the fitness and health space, obviously. This is episode number 15. And today we have a super special guest. Today we have my best friend from college. College, not grad school. So Jilly Jaworski, we've been friends for eight or nine years now. She knows me better than than most people, I would say. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to have her in. Uh, today we talk about nothingness for a little bit. We just talk about what? What would we talk about? We just have a good time. We just we're, we let it roll. We riff. Yeah. yeah, we riff. We talk about my past. Jilly reveals some secrets about my personality. And tell some amazing stories about my young days. Uh, we we get to hear about how Jilly accidentally cuddled me <laughs> in San Antonio. Yes. Many years back. Yes. Yeah. And we have uh, co-hosting with us on the podcast today. We have Ian, the Ryan, Daniel. The Ryan? Daniel. Oh, dude, I said it wrong. That must be a pet peeve of yours because everyone says Daniels yeah. and it's Daniel. But people do that to me, too. I get bows all the time, which is annoying. Yeah. I don't get it. Anyway, we also have Cap on the podcast. You guys know Cap. He's always yeah. he's here for all the intelligent discussions. Mm-hmm. Don't know why you're here for this one. Yeah, I don't know. But, um, we also talk about some exciting. <laughs> we also talk about some exciting news about some projects that we're working on uh, regarding Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting events. It's, it's super exciting. It's towards the end of the podcast. If you would just want to skip, <laughs> if you want to just want to skip us talking about fun stuff but don't do that but don't do that because it's actually really fun hey you're either here for the whole ride or not at all right exactly. so if you're gonna bail just get out yeah get out right now and finally, uh, finally this podcast is brought to you by our amazing sponsor go strong equipment they're we say it every time but i'm gonna keep saying it they're the best equipment in the game for powerlifting or for people who take their training seriously you don't believe us just go look at any of our videos. Our entire gym is filled with their stuff. Literally They're the amazing. Best. They are literally the best. That equipment is so overbuilt. You could throw that off the top of a building and, and then meet it at the bottom and do a squat session. Yeah, it would land on its on its uh, <laughs> platform base supports. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like feet. a cat. Yeah, it's like a cat. The model yeah. is still but like... it has more than seven lives. <laughs> nine, nine lives. Cat have nine lives. That's exactly more than seven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. In Spanish, los gatos tienen siete vidas. ¿Verdad? Anyway, right? Confirmed I'm not crazy. Check them out. Where did you guys get nine lives? All right, That's tone it down. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, our cats have two more lives. Anyway, sit but. back and enjoy the podcast. We're rocking and rolling. Uh, all right. I feel like I'm on a live ASMR video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Except, yeah. For, except for obnoxious chewing is strictly prohibited <laughs> on this podcast. Okay, everyone, we're gonna do a wake up exercise. Okay? okay, everyone, follow me. You ready? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Do it. Oh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 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 And give me a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you? Okay, I'm fucking ready. So hold on. Like summer Is that made up on the spot? Well, is that is that good? No, I've actually seen her do that before. Where is that from? Please, it's got a YouTube video. Which one? How do I prepare to be in front of a camera? No, actually? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, is this making this into the podcast? Because if so, I feel like you should explain <laughs> what, what just that? happened because that will sound insane <laughs> to literally anybody who's listening to that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> look, you guys, when you have doing in front of a camera, you have to be in a specific mood, you know? What's, what, you lay huh? the accent on a, little, a little thick there. 
<laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you, just, you just really played it up. Go on. I didn't play it up. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so you have to be in a specific mood. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes when your your mouth and your face muscles aren't warmed up, sometimes you 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 look messed up. But we just, you look like you have Bell's palsy. We just kicked our feet and shook our wrists. We didn't yeah, warm yeah, yeah. Up our lips Explain Bell's palsy. <laughs> just half of your face sometimes feels paralyzed, okay. and then you, you you go you go and you see yourself in the camera, and it's like your upper lip is like not moving at all. Or some weird thing like that, or like your your one eyebrow is like down, and you look totally asymmetrical. Honestly, can't relate, but because you're not in front of the camera that I'm, much. I'm still glad we did that exercise. Yeah, so we vocalize. Yeah, but you're supposed to do the one, two, three, four, five, six hours to to, sh- to shake off the nerves. I got you. And like you know, feel confident. Then you raise your arms. Ah, yeah. <laughs> To feel more empowered, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that actually reminds me of one time at a, like a CrossFit Regionals competition. There was a guy there, and he was a pretty good athlete, like pretty good athlete. And you would think that in a warm up, he would do like moderate weights of the exercise we were about to do. Instead, he was standing in the warm up area, going like this. Oh, is that is that Ronnie? Yes. Oh, Teasdale, legend. Who is it? He's also insane. That's, yeah. that's, that's, different. that's why. I, that's why I know who he is. Wow. And that's the probably guy, the most moderate Ronnie Teasdale story you could come up with. And, and, so, and one of the other guys was like, "Yo, like, is that your one piece?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's called shaking. You yeah. just shake. Was there heavy lifting involved? And that Probably. was his Also, Edo Portal does that. We used to do that. I don't know if he still really? does it. Yeah. They just, shake. they just shake. Yeah. They just bounce around and <laughs> you shake. You pay like five grand for body. a week in Thailand to shake. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Wow. The guy, guys like Conor McGregor yeah. pay for that. Yeah, yeah. Conor, <laughs> yeah, McGregor. Conor McGregor shakes. Yeah. Didn't McGregor fire him? Or? Yeah, I don't know if they work together anymore. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, but for a while he was doing all that animal flow stuff. Yeah. Like there's a video of him in the park where he's like turning his head left and right at <laughs> <laughs> surface. And I watched it. Was like, what the fuck? Oh, I mean, oh he God. also. He, I mean, he had the gym in downtown Los Angeles for a long time, which was like the most yeah. ridiculous gym ever. Well, it's kind of like Portal. The, no, this guy Ronnie Teasdale yeah. uh, just had an old school CrossFit gym, which is homeless people in it and <laughs> just people shooting up in the you know in the alleyway behind the gym and you well, know. That doesn't fit the CrossFit image. I'm no, that fits his CrossFit I've never image. Never heard of an old school CrossFit gym with homeless. Like that was like open in two thousand. Like, <laughs> like right, it's in Skid Row. Where I and, thought that was going yeah, at all. The golden era. I thought yeah, there Skid was like Ro- an old school Bergner like poster. Like, a no, it's like and you're like no, no, no. Homeless people shooting up in the back. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, like downtown LA. Like it's I the thought. worst part of town. Okay, and it's just all an right. empty warehouse with some barbells in it, and they're like, "This is CrossFit." That's fascinating. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This has been chaos. Yeah, <laughs> what, what's going on? Who do we have here? <laughs> All right. So today, you guys are sitting in with us a conversation that we're going to have with a special guest. My actually, my best friend from college. Hi guys, it's Jilly Jaworski. It is. Oh my gosh, oh I love my you. Gosh, I love <laughs> you too. And this is so wild because. We didn't even really plan this and we were just talking and you know how Steph goes, guys. And I do impressions of Steph. And if you've ever heard them in person, they're, they're kind of great. She's like, hey, you know what we should do, dude? And I'm like, what, Steph? And she's like, we should we should do a podcast. And I was like, 
okay, we're going to do a podcast. And she goes, yeah, we're like, dude, we're, we're going to do a podcast. And I was like, okay. And like today, right. I'm always running late. Like if anyone is running the most what do you late, think well, so, so you are best like, friends. He's worse than me. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just takes me a little bit longer. I'm a little bit slower. Like, what were you doing in the bathroom yesterday when we were trying to go to, to grab a beer? Literally, I was finishing peeing, washing my hands. And then I was, you know, washing my hands. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to just pat my face just very gently because i was super oily and we were going out to the bar that was and 25 then, minutes. hold on it was not 25 minutes dude it was not even 10 because i had my phone and i was timing it because i'm like steffi is gonna come in here if i spend more than six minutes in the bathroom and she literally at minute five goes babe 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 we're going jill we are going jill let's go jill what are you doing in there like what are you doing in there like we're going like you you're want... one to and talk then, hold on hold on she's, she's in a she's point. in like a maxi dress right like looking adorable she goes babe you don't have to like look cute like you don't even have to look cute let's go let's go and i'm like what do you mean i don't have to look cute right says the girl who like put on a maxi dress to go down the street to winwood brewing because i peed my pants okay but like you could have just switched your underwear you could have just changed your underwear and then she's like you know what i'm gonna put on this adorable flowy dress brushing her long hair i'm like i have to at least like blot my face you know like girl stuff okay fine whatever okay exactly that's what i was doing you asked okay just so you know this this is specifically for you and cap there is an alarm that i'm gonna uh and by alarm she means she's just gonna yell shut up yeah i heard about this well it's actually just an alarm. moving on there's actually an alarm that if it gets really bad, I'm going to have to play it, okay? The, the stupid button? Or the, no, the... It's, it's just if people run long, if they talk too long. Okay, all right, got Have it. we got three long talkers on this podcast? Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, for those listening. Depends. Depends. <laughs> depends what we're talking about. It's so, true. hold on, we also have Ian the Rhino Daniel on What's the podcast with us today. <laughs> and Cap, Me. other Ian. Yes, two Ians, one Cap. <laughs> One rhino. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, is that a viral video? I don't know. <laughs> wow, dude. I that know was an impressive reference. I am uh, I'm honestly stunned. That's a throwback. I don't think he even knows the reference. Do you know the reference? I'm not sure. I do know the reference. <laughs> I'm screaming! Uh, oh, shit. Wait, so cat. And for Gap, everybody, Gap for is everybody, bright red right, 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 right. I love this. Right. Right. Wow. Shit. I wish I was in on this. All right, hold on. You so will guys, be. Hold on, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna try to bring this back. So, um, because I feel like I can say this. If anybody else says it, it's simply ridiculous. So, if I know this, Cap. So, there's a video called Two Girls, One Cup." Oh. Okay. Cool. And hey, if don't. <laughs> Don't look at this until later and do not look at it on this podcast and you did not hear it from us. Okay. But that was um that was epic because you had no idea and we're sitting here like, did that really just happen? And we're like, wow, that was good. And I, we thought it was intentional and you'll understand later if I don't you, you know, know what, you, you know don't what? have to watch this video. I, you don't, don't I, watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you have to watch it. You have Google, to watch it. Google what is two girls. No, or reaction actually video. don't even no, no. Google it. Just yes. watch a reaction video. Yeah, a reaction yeah. And then video. you'll see yeah. how awful it is by yeah. people's reactions without having to see there it yourself. You go. All right. Anyway, what that was amazing. That, yeah, that was you're great. welcome. Wow, that's magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, oh my god, that's gonna be unreal. <laughs> His reaction wow. to that. <laughs> oh my god, wow, that was good. My imagination's running wild. <laughs> 
Okay, so I mean, we we <laughs> we could sit here and talk about absolutely nothing. And actually, yesterday we were talking about how many ridiculous topics that we talk about that just we, in general that we spoke about like in five minutes sharding. Oh yeah, and pubes. <laughs> like so, we like we normally, and this is and this is so funny. Like if you're listening to this podcast, guys, I don't have the luxury of normally doing podcasts with my with my best friend. So I'm always doing these very professional podcasts yeah. in the sense that we're talking about a highly specific topic, normally in Olympic weightlifting, which is, you know, my background. And so we're talking about technique or programming or, you know, building a weightlifting program. And then yesterday, what do you mean? You don't talk about pubes in the podcast? <laughs> no. Okay. Like zero times have I ever talked about, Hey, do your pubes match your eyebrows? And you're like, yeah, dude. And then like, we were sitting in the car, just like, we can't talk about this tomorrow. Like we've had an agreement, right? We're sitting in the truck driving. We're like, yeah, we, we're like truckers. Like we get together. I'm like, hey, yo, where's your flannel, dude? I'm like my trucker hat is in my, you know, my Louis. And like we're talking about just like all these ridiculous things that we said we weren't going to bring up today. And we've already brought them up. So we're, we got to get. We're it was already, inevitable. Dude. Yeah, we have to get past that. We, we should talk about. We have so many Jilly stories that we could go off. Oh, on. gosh. Ian, have, so you, Ian, have you ever sharted? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> have you? I'm pretty sure I have. Okay. Yes! yes. Okay. So, so what? And just so you know, for those listening, we we've all we were talking about how essentially everyone has sharded once. By by the yeah. time you reach like a certain age, whether you were sick, it was un. It was. What did you say? It was accidental sharding. Was yeah. that you, Hayden, or set? Or Does anyone maybe. do it on purpose? Acc- exactly. She goes, <laughs> accidental sharding is like a thing, right? And I was like, dude, yeah. no one intentionally well, sharts. Jordan Moffat might <laughs> well two girls woke up but like you know um anyway so we were in the, and there's like this shame like associated around it right this bodily function that we're all very educated human beings right and like we know that these things happen but there is something deeply deeply humiliating about thinking that you're gonna just toot and then it not being just a toot and then like Hayden had a story I had a story Steph had a story well Steph didn't tell her story she just like you know posed the question like so guys so guys have you like have you like ever sharded before like, like you know what I mean like asking re- for like a friend real subtle like she's typing on reddit right like has anyone ever sharded before like you know like adorable like Steph and uh and I was like yeah dude it's totally happened trying she's, to just not feel alone yes but not admitting that it had happened to her because so, okay I'm gonna share yeah. my story with you. Okay, guys, all okay. Right, all right. So one time Hayden's laying down in bed. It's the morning. We're like having our morning coffee, whatever. Oh. And um, <laughs> and Hayden's doing his own thing on Instagram, not paying any attention to me. And I just go stand like right in front of me. And like I wanted Wait, to do. Wait, like, you stand in front of me? Yeah, sorry, in front of you. And uh, mm. I just want to do like this cute toot, you know, like when your girlfriend goes oh. and like. Oh, no, see, no, no. There's like, I disagree on this. No, no, no like like a. There's no such thing as a like, cute just toot like in front of your boyfriend. Yeah, you know? agreed, agreed. Like, my, yeah, there's yeah. cute too. No, 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 no. My significant other, he literally calls it being uncouth. Like, he's like, I will never, ever, <laughs> ever. Like, this is like, like Hate romance, back me up. right? I huh? will never me up. fart cute. intentionally in front of you. I mean, it is uncouth. They're funny. No, I don't think funny. it's funny. I don't, I don't, ah, I depending just, on the situation. I think for you, it's, want, just, it's so unexpected yeah. that when you do it, it's just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what? guys, I'm not doing this all over the t- place, all over the time, you know? All over it the just, time. It's just every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do like a, just like a funny one, you know? Because like, I think it's going to be a funny one. And then I did it and it wasn't funny at all. <laughs> you should have learned and, your lesson. And it was kind of like, oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, said, you said oops. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Whereas, like, I think Hayden and I had much more like traumatic experiences. Yeah, by far. Yeah, by far. I did. Mine 
mine doesn't leave the trust no. c- cocoon. No, 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 it doesn't leave. It doesn't leave the trust. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's move on. I All think right. like I mean I people think like get three minutes is enough about sharding. Yeah, people get the idea. <laughs> okay, but what I wanted to say is that. I mean, I think we should we should talk about some serious stuff like in the middle of the podcast, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, <laughs> also, so that there's there's we, something enlightening so, about it. We also have so much going on. We should probably touch recap. on some of the do a little hybrid recap. Also, at some point, we should talk about honestly, you know, the event too coming up that we're going to be collaborating on because that's not that that's why I'm here, but it is something interesting that people are getting excited about and now the date has moved which i didn't even know until i came down so the people need to know this um okay hold on do the hybrid recap first because that's the first part of the podcast and then we'll move on yep yeah so we have a few things going on we're coaching a seminar with fernando today which is super cool there's a lot of people in town because of uh wadapalooza which for those of you listening who don't know what that is it's probably the biggest event in crossfit other than the crossfit games itself and with the recent changes in CrossFit, it might actually be the most popular, most watched and, uh, you know, attended uh, event in CrossFit now. So uh, pretty cool that we get to have that in Miami. And along with that comes a ton of people coming into town. So it was a great time for Fernando to do an Olympic weightlifting seminar. And uh, during during the seminar, we're going to do a uh, three part breakdown of powerlifting and how it can apply to weightlifting so that's pretty cool obviously also uh this we're will be, come out the weekend the week after the week after yeah Wadapalooza. so Wadapalooza will have gone well yeah yeah if you're listening to this we crushed it at Wadapalooza. <laughs> we we had uh we have a booth at uh the, or had a booth it was the most popular dance, booth yeah uh, obviously yeah uh by the fountain and uh that's pretty cool 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 event to be a part of um so many autographs yeah and what else we got we have the the hybrid apparel drop probably will come out either are those boxes out there the hybrid apparel drop that's the those are the blanks they haven't been printed on yet but we finally there's another thing the fantasy factory finally has the print shop pretty much set up so Mm -hmm. we're gonna do our first full drop where we print the whole thing ourselves i'm gonna physically be be printing on shirts yeah and this is an awesome drop i'm so pumped because don't say it I think it's it's going to be out. By Did you already like post something about? It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and also we're this finally everyone's because everyone knows I'm a huge Seinfeld nut, so they're always asking me when we're going to do like a Seinfeld based hybrid apparel shirt. Uh-huh. And I said it has to ha- we have to do it justice because we can't just do a half ass Seinfeld design and dishonor the whole legacy of Seinfeld. No, it has to be perfect. So we're finally doing it on this drop. It's going to be featuring Kramer. In a Miami setting, and that's all I'm going to say about it. The I'm rest, so sad I'm leaving. You're going to have to check out the Hybrid oh Apparel Instagram yes. or our website. Don't worry, we'll send you one. Thank you. Look, I mean, and Seinfeld I'm, I'm is great, but curb your enthusiasm is even better. Wow. Oh my gosh! No, but you know what? That's such a that's such a <laughs> noob Seinfeld fan thing to say because. <laughs> Curb is great, but it's because it's piggybacking off of Seinfeld. Like a lot of the jokes that happen in Curb, they're literally repeat jokes that that they did in Seinfeld. Oh, well, that's because Larry better. David wrote them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. But I mean, it's like you're you're dying at this jo- like jokes that you're seeing in like season ten of Curb that well, we're watching was there a really now. Good one from yesterday. Strange behavior. Oh yeah. Strange, well, like that's, that was that was great. That's the beauty of. Well, first of all, Larry David yeah. and also Curb is just that Larry David acts the way that we all want to be able to act, except for Steph, because she actually does that in real life. Where Larry David 
and sitting in a restaurant with with his two buddies and he puts his gum in a piece of like paper like a little aluminum paper and it just a random woman is is walking past which he wanted to hit on and he's like excuse me do you mind throwing this in the trash it's like his disgusting like piece of gum like wrapped in a tiny piece of paper and she's like uh no and he's like but why i mean ask yourself why why can't you do that yeah like he literally breaks down why it's actually not disgusting he's like you, you'll never come in contact with the gum it's like if, if i just give you a piece of paper you'd have no problem right it's like this is the same thing and he like he convinces her and she's like rational about it and she's like okay that's actually a good argument and she throws it out for him but you know it's funny like listening to this because even in college, like, and this is like, I made a post about this, but it's so true. Like Steffi has always been like this, like it, and like people might think it's like, Oh, it's because she's like the goat or because she like, <laughs> like oh, wait, right. Cause like people love to tell me about Steffi Cohen. And like, I do this thing where I pretend like, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Like they'll like, like, I don't know her. Right. Uh-huh. Not because I'm not proud of you and I don't love you. It's just, I want to, I want to know what these fuckers are. Gonna say. Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like Steffi's like, blah, blah, blah. and then so like, like, we were at the Arnold last year. Right. And they were like attacking you like a piece of meat. Remember I was trying to come up and hug you and you yeah, looked yeah. at me like, help. <laughs> and, like, it's so true. Right. And then they go and they say whatever they think that they know. Steffi has been like this since undergrad. We're like, if she didn't want to do something, for example, our internship, that's like the best thing ever. We were talking the other day. So we were in. So for those of you who don't know, um, we were, we did not go to physical therapy school together. We actually went to undergrad at the University of Miami. So we go way back. Steffi informed me and I had no idea this was a thing. So she she basically quit her internship because we were we actually all were interns at like CrossFit Soul with Alex in undergrad. And after I think it was roughly two weeks, Steffi just decided that she just didn't want to intern. And I, I think I think what happened was there was this moment where before Steffi was really into rock music or metal, um, she used to call it death music. And she said, this fucking death music is just bringing my vibe down. Okay. And she took like the iPod and I, I'm pretty sure you chucked it. Okay. Oh my you, God. Do you, you know how yesterday you blacked out? You were so angry. Yeah. Okay. So again, this was What's this. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So like she has these moments of just like sheer power and everyone thinks like, oh, it might be because it's like Steffi now. No, dude. She has always been like this. We're in this CrossFit gym. They are blessing this music it's like and she walks out of the office and she's basically like i can't live like this anymore and she walks over to the ipod i can't take this fucking death music anymore and she chucks it right and she blacks out and then alex started yelling at me yes okay and alex was like yelling and then at that point because he's yelling at her and we were all interns stuff he was like fuck this and then i think you were done interning yeah so we're we were in the office the first day i got here folding shirts because you know i'm neurotic and i'm I'm folding the shirts i'm organizing the hybrid apparel just for fun and we used to fold shirts at seoul and i was like yeah you know we had to do this internship for undergrad and stuff's like oh i don't think i did that i was like wait wait a minute i was like i knew you quit our internship because of the whole like death music alex thing like where like, they got into it right because this was this was the moment that you quit by I, the th- way. I actually think that I gave Wes an argument as to why I yeah I thought it was a waste of my time and then I think I wrote a paper okay instead yeah <laughs> but hold on guys she has always 
been like this. Like if she didn't want to do something, she just would tell them, hey, this is like like with the gum, right? Like, you're, oh, you're never going to touch it. Like, what's wrong? She went to the director of the program. Mm. That's who Wes is, guys. Not like mm. Dr. Whomever. She went to Wes, quotes, and said, hey, Wes, I'm just like not going to do this because like my time is better spent doing something else. Whereas <laughs> the rest of us folded shirts, okay, and like finished. I and I think you said I lasted the longest, but that's not really true. Alex lasted the longest because well, I left. didn't have to intern for school. Right, Alex right. Alex but for a real job. Right, but I completed my internship and I turned in my paper like every other undergrad student, mm. I think. That's why... That's why you're such a good student. No, I mean, I was something else. But like, I, um, yeah. Like, I was a good, stu- a rebel good student. The reason I'm saying this is like, like that, that same thing where we're saying like, well, Steffi, only Steffi can do, Steffi's always done that. Like with everything. The That's be- just another scenario. The best you know? move that you do is the, uh, the, the goodbye in the middle of someone's sentence. Yep. That, that's, you reach a point yep. where she like you can't listen to people anymore and they're like, okay, goodbye, I'm bored. I'm over this. Yep. <laughs> and you just walk away. So, and sometimes it's me left there because I'm too polite to do that. Sorry, so you walk I'm away and way. I'm just like, okay, so, I guess finish what you were saying. Yes, I know. Like, yes, <laughs> what am yes. I supposed to do okay, now? But hold on. So when Steffi was like not being like stimulated enough in college, like intellectually, because guys, I've actually known Steffi longer than Hayden. Yeah, that's true. I know this is crazy, but I was there with the boyfriend before Hayden. Okay. I mean, we've been through a lot of stuff together, a lot, a lot of stuff. So when we were in our friend group, cause Steffi and I were, you know, inseparable Steffi, we were talking last night, how she can't even remember the names of like most of this friend group. And I remember, okay. <laughs> All of them. Yo, to, to be fair, I she doesn't to. remember the names of it. I know, I know. Ever. But she's like, who's the, she's like, who's the, who's the girl with the curly hair? Okay, who's the girl with the nose? Who's who was that guy who was kind of? Budgy? I said ugly nose. I know. I like well, I was being yeah. nice. I was trying to soften the blow. I know, okay, I don't. So, um, <laughs> yeah, these people are gonna listen to this. I know because it's the two of. So anyway, yeah, I would. I'm just up. being objective, dude. If you have an ugly nose, okay. So our ugly little hair. Hold on, I'm buzzing. Bad skin. I'm, I'm don't buzzing. Care. So we can get back on track. But like in our friend group, I was the one like keeping up. Up, finishing the conversation being polite and she goes I'm out of here I gotta go study like this is boring like sorry guys like this is not a good use of our time wait I gotta go and like she would mid-sentence peace like leave me and then I would that's how I know all these people and all their names because you were off doing whatever and then I'd go catch up with her this has always been Steffi always in like hey, every look, context if I don't remember someone's name what yeah. I think about what I think is look if I don't remember your name is because you just weren't memorable enough you know what I mean? <laughs> there yeah, it is, hey, guys. That's why yeah. if you've met her and she doesn't remember your name, you were not memorable enough. You got to do better. Yeah, be so memorable. All be you got to do is just punch her in the face. <laughs> hey, and then tell her your name. That oh, would, I mean, my gosh. Certainly wow. not be memorable. Or tell you to pick up some shit. <laughs> certainly. That was yesterday, man. Uh, the world's times. too safe. It's good way times. too freaking safe. safe. Or just do a cute toot. A cute, cute toot? Cute toot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll get you remembered. <laughs> yeah, that'll make our booth really stinky at the Arnold Rose. Wow. I have a I have a good Jilly story. Yes. Here so, we go. how many years ago was it when we came and visited you at your old Five. place? Five. Mm, yeah, it was Worlds. You came. You guys came down for Worlds. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, five years ago. Okay. And so we're staying at Jilly's place. She had a great place, and she had the pullout uh, mattress. I still have that slept. couch. It's so good. And I totally forgot about this entire event I until you messaged us. Too. In that group saying yeah. you're coming down and so I'm, I'm sleeping in in the morning as i do and steph is as well on this pullout bed it's and, dark and it's dark. J- it's and it's dark yeah because you had blackout blinds i had blackout blinds for everybody and uh i don't know, like i'm asleep at this point and 
a figure just moves through the room very quietly and comes up and snuggles themselves <laughs> under my arm. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, I'm just lying here, right? Like, Steph on this side, Jillian on this side. This is a real story. And, and, and we both blocked it out for, like, five years of the time I went and, like, cuddled with Hayden thinking it was babes. And for those of you who don't know, Steffi, because I call her babes. I don't usually call her Steffi. Um, wow. And because, um, like, we would, Steffi and I, okay, so there was a period of time Steffi was, like, living in my studio. And, like, we would fucking snuggle, guys. I'm just going to throw it out there. And so it wasn't weird, like, babe. I've missed you like so much and like I'm literally I'm, this is what I said it came back it's like babes I've missed you so much and I'm in it like I'm on hate it okay like literally telling him I've missed him so much and like we were like and then he goes so he texts like, where, me where is this going he's like uh, he, he's like just so you know like Steffi is still it's Steffi's on the left and you're on the right right yeah yeah he's like hey Steph's still on the left just in case you want to come up and snuggle like just throwing it out there I'm still on the right side she's on the left and so, no, I was a good kid. Um, I stayed downstairs. I behaved. Um, I stayed in the movie room and I did not come up to snuggle, although I considered it. I was like, you know what? You'll be fine. You're going to see her tomorrow. It's cool. Like you just you've spent a lot of time. They haven't had time together all day because I've basically been here for four days and been like attached at the hip. You know, the steak and the steech. My favorite part of that story, though, is that the horror <laughs> that I could feel that came from you when you realized what you had done. Yeah, yeah I no, bet I, you were sweating too. I, I was I was confused. Yeah, and, yeah I felt and, like because it's my best friend, right? Like I would I would never and sober too, right? Like this is the morning. Never ever touch my best friend's boyfriend. Ever like that, like that is such like a like a horrible feeling. Like he said he felt the horror leave my chest. Like when I realized it was Hayden, I was like, oh, my God, babes, I am so sorry. Like I was so apologetic. I was like, you know, I would never. She. OK, laughing. I hysterical. So She's like, so hi. He's like, ah, da, 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 this is so good. Come here. And I was like, no, I was like ready to cry because I was like, so good. oh, my God, I would never, ever that do hilarious. that to you ever. <laughs> But yeah, that's, and that was, um, was that the first time I, that wasn't the first time I met Hate. No, nah, no, no. It was the first time though you had visited though. Exactly. Cause uh -huh. then you guys visited me again in, um, Salt Lake City in like 16 for, mm. for trials and for yeah, senior nationals. Trials. Yeah. That was the first trip you guys took out to see me. Speaking about weightlifting. Yeah. Big time weightlifter here. Oh, babes. <laughs> babes. Don't Thank be you. so humble. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Give the, really give the, give the people some background. Um, okay. So actually... Steffi and I started lifting together at CrossFit Seoul under Camilo Garcia. No, actually a peak. Well, well, like actually doing like okay, the Olympic lifting. lifting with Camilo. But yeah. prior to that, what age was this? Uh, college. So I started at like eighteen. Oh shit! And so I was lifting. Because I was getting out of uh, riding horses. And so I used to compete in U.S. show jumping. Um, I rode from the time I was two until I was 18. I was flipped over backwards on a horse one morning, uh, fractured L4 and L5, went through some pretty extensive rehab, had a really rough last season as a competitive junior in that sport. I did like, for those of you following, like the hunters, the jumpers, the big act. I was a working student for Beacon Hill Show Stables, which again, if you're in that world or in your, you're in, you know, in South Florida riding horses, um, they're like one of the best. And so... It was this heart-wrenching thing where when I'm going through physical therapy, they're like, you really need to start lifting. And in my head, I'm like, that is the most counterintuitive thing. Like, why, if I just hurt my back, why would I lift, right? Because I'm 18 years old. I, I don't understand 
you know surprisingly I mean? good advice yeah. from, from right. a okay. yeah, and this did was a good job. Oh, <laughs> but like the best I had the like I had a phenomenal team thank god because I had lost all feeling on my right side it was like I had a lot of nerve damage associated with it they're like we need to start with like just like a barbell and I was like a no barbell shit. what yes guys and I was so blessed okay to be in this setting and Who are so these shamans <laughs> right and I okay so it was actually they were associated with um Sarasota Memorial Hospital. So there's a gym in Sarasota that Sarasota Memorial Hospital started that actually works with like the geriatric population, but they also work with a lot of athletes and they have a physical therapy clinic like within this gym. And my mom was was the gym, um, I guess you would say director. And so I'd actually, that was like my first job at 15 was like standing outside the gym with a sign. Like it's the first gym I ever worked Spinning in. Like literally, literally I was the spine center, the spine, spine sign spinner, spinner, the sign spinner. Yeah. Sign spinner. And wow. I'm 15 and I've got my water bottle and I'm like dancing. That's old school. Yes. And that Your was, in? I have my, uh, <laughs> yeah, I have my first like paycheck from like the first gym I ever worked at. And getting back on track so i'm rehabbing with this barbell and i see someone doing like cleans and i'm like what's that because i'm doing like you know some rdls where you know starting to do literally bench pressing the bar and i'm doing some deadlifts and i'm like well what's that and like oh that's a clean i'm like okay well i want to try that and they're like ah we're not ready for that and i was like no no i want to try that so i started some cleans and then i'd started college and i was trying to figure out was i going to keep riding because i was flying back and forth every single weekend uh part-time at um still competing in in show jumping Eventually decided to kind of part ways, was like looking through like, you know, gyms in Miami, found this little strength and conditioning gym and then saw someone doing a snatch. Okay. So I'm working with a personal trainer and I'm like, well, what's that? And start doing a snatch. Ended up teaming up with like Noah Olson and Dylan Molitsky because, you know, joined a sorority. I was a tridel. Noah was a beta for those of you guys who don't know. Uh, and Dylan was something, but we were all in like Greek life together. And through them found like the UM Canes CrossFit Club and we kind of got it off the ground, got into CrossFit. And Noah used to laugh and say that I was like his like biggest success story because I had this. No, it's like hilarious, right? Because I was terrible back then. But because I had this weird back injury, um, I had a really hard time with overhead squats. I had a really hard time like putting the 45 pound bar over my head. Uh, they didn't have a lot of female bars. And I was like hell bent on figuring out how to do snatches and cleans because I was terrible. And I knew the importance from my PT of using the barbell to rehab my back and develop midline stability and kind of, you know, get back in shape. But I had no idea that I was going to like fall in love with it and like want to get into Olympic weightlifting. So then here we are now almost 10 years later, I'm going to be 28 and my life has changed a whole lot, but like at the, you know, peak of my career, I ended up moving out to Texas to pursue weightlifting guys in 2015, which is why Stephen Hayden were out there. Um, you know, I retired after Pan American trials in 2018. I tore, you know, my labor room, both shoulders, I'd slapped hairs. And then my rotator cuff was also torn in my right. I had some weird injuries in my right shoulder from riding horses for years and years and years, guys, that actually none of my injuries were directly from weightlifting. They were from being thrown, dragged you know, et cetera, as a kid, um, and weightlifting kind of exacerbated, but snatched a hundred was called on a press. So like that sucked, but like technically like 98, 120 were my best numbers. And I was a 71, 76. So I had a lung injury last year. For those of you who know me or don't know me, um, kind of a freak thing. I was in an organic chemistry lab, just taking some prereqs, thinking about going back to grad school Ended up in the ICU, lost a bunch of weight. I am now a 55, 59 kilo lifter and 
honestly, guys, I'm not making a comeback. A lot of people have asked me, hey, are you making a comeback? I hit some really big numbers at the height of my career when I was doing some coaching in Olympic weightlifting. I own a gym in San Antonio, Texas now. And my business is three times as big now that like I've taken all this time off, had both my shoulders rebuilt, gone through this lung injury. Even if I wanted to go back, I would have to essentially coach less or, or mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, get my business to a point where I could go back into it. And I don't believe in going back. Like we're only moving forward. So like there is no comeback. I'm just moving forward. It's a nice silver lining though. Yeah. yeah. It kind of yeah. gave you the ability to totally to focus on your business instead of totally your and, physical performance. And you know, a lot of people, they, um, they kind of say that like, wow, that worked out nicely. And I'm like, honestly, it was by design. Because, you know, if for those of you guys who have had these like serious injuries or, you know, I had five procedures done in my right, I had three done in my left. Um, my time I had to take off for my right shoulder alone was almost nine months. And then there was rehab involved as well. Either you lose your mind because you're kind of like losing your identity in that nine month period where you're not competing, you're not training, you're like, who am I? You know, because I'm not like hitting these massive fucking weights anymore. You're getting like high right off of like competing on these big stages like at the Arnold. Mm-hmm. And or or wherever, you know, in USAW, I just decided to f- take all that energy and drive into making my business bigger, better. And like, frankly, that is why it exploded. And so going back isn't an option. But now that we're moving forward and I am getting back into training, we're expanding like the existing business essentially into a, uh, a totally new business, which I've discussed a lot with Steffi and Hayden. And we're actually collaborating later this year, you know, as part of kind of like this new venture on a really, really freaking cool event that USA weightlifting, like, as you guys have seen, like we've been in the sport now a decade, it has, it, well, That's more, crazy. yeah, we've been, <laughs> we're getting old guys. <laughs> I mean, Steffi and I go back at seven, six or seven years, right? Or more, more than that. Eight, eight, I don't know, eight years. Um, you know, we desperately need these events to, to keep the culture that like Steph and I grew up in and like how we learned how to lift together really under Camilo. Cause Camilo really instilled that culture. You know, we started at P CrossFit. That's kind of how we met. Steph used to run around the gym because she was a runner and a yogi, guys. If you, I don't know if you guys know this or not. <laughs> Steffi was like a hardcore yogi and she's got some yoga <laughs> tattoos and stuff. And when we first met, you were like explaining your whole like yogi background. And she was, uh, she used to play soccer. Do you guys know that? Like, like high level soccer. Weren't you on like the Venezuelan national team for a yeah. bit? Yeah. So for those of you guys who don't know, she was on the Venezuelan national team. She actually came to the States and you, you were playing soccer in San Diego, like for college, yeah. right? She freaking hated it, guys. And then moved to UM. And so I'm like listening to this. I'm like, why are you running around the building? You know what I mean? And you were explaining to me there were like better times to run around the building with all the exhaust. Do you remember this? You were looking at the times when the air quality was You're better. You're so extra. Like, but like, guys, she's <laughs> always been like this. So I'm standing there in peak teaching like a fundamentals <laughs> class. I swear, I swear on my life. And she runs in and I'm doing a hang clean at like, I don't know, guys, like 205, like nothing like crazy impressive now. But I was probably like a 58 and I'm doing hang cleans at like 205. And she goes, when I grew up, I want to be just like you. I was like, (laughs) I was like, what? And I was like, she's like, how do you do that? You know how she's like that when she wants to know how to do something? How do we, how do you do that? She, and she, she learns and then she doesn't forget. And then she applies it and she can teach other people. She's always had that. She's how do you, no, no. How do you, can you do that again? How do you do that? She was, I want to do that. No. And she's like, can you teach me? And I was like, you yeah, do, you actually have an, an amazing ability to mimic yes. almost anything. Anything. Like anything. she's a, she, a gift. The, we did a Muay Thai classes when I was, when we were in Toronto last year. <clears throat> and I don't know anyone who saw the video of her. It's the first time she's ever actually been instructed on how to throw a punch, a kick, a knee, whatever. And you literally looked like 
you're in the back room warming up for a UFC event. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm like, how do you even do that? Or like, you know, you're just like, I, I think it's just because you're obsessive about things. Yeah. I like so. with weightlifting, you know, yep. you probably just watched a thousand weightlifting videos until at least until it just became like, I don't know, you just visualized that in your head a million times and your technique was always really good probably mm-hmm. because yeah. of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. And before that, like Steffi was in kind my classes annoying. or I, like I'd seen around campus and we knew each other, but obviously she like ran up to me in the gym. Right. But <laughs> like before, like that was the moment, like I was trying to think back last night when I couldn't sleep knowing we're going to do this podcast. And I was so excited. I'm like, what was the moment that we became best friends? Cause it's kind of, it's hard to like think back to like, we were friends, right? Friendly. I think we bonded over our love for Whole Foods and Lululemon. Yes. <laughs> That's a but, pretty okay. solid love. Right <laughs> okay. And we oh, used guys to... become friends based on much less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just become friends based on proximity. Uh-huh. Oh, you're a dude. I'm a dude. But the moment where, like food? where like it, it, it was, in. it was that moment where you came in and I realized how she like genuinely wanted to learn. Cause I was coaching like all these kids in like UM Kim's CrossFit club with Noah and Dylan. She was like there at nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, why are you out so late running? And you were explaining like the exhaust and the air quality. Okay. And so then I realized that this person genuinely wanted to know, cause you, and you guys are all coaches. Sometimes, you know how people come up to you and they're like, hey, can you teach me how to do that thing that you're doing? And you're like, bro, like, no. You know what I do mean? Do you want to like, learn? Right. Yeah. Right. Do you actually want to learn? No. Because it's, the, it's those like- Those are called have, ask holes. Yes. Yeah. They're ask holes. So Steffi is standing there for like a good 10 minutes just watching in the doorway. Like 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 you said, like analyzing. And then she goes, I want to be just like you. How do you do that? No, no, no. no. Can you do that again? No, can you do it again? Because she was like genuinely interested in what I was doing. And because most of the time I have the personality where I don't give people the time of day because I'm busy or like I'm focused or I was training actually because I just finished coaching that night. I was like, yeah. And that was the moment for me. You became one of my best friends. And then, yes, we bonded over our love for Lululemon because we spent <laughs> so much money there. We bought so much. all the Lululemon and like so many kale salads and beets. Remember our beet juice kick that we were on for a while? We were trying to beat dope. Beet and arugula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beets and arugula. We were like trying to beat dope and because we learned about it in beet class. Dope. So, yeah. we, so we were beet doping. They test for that? We would yeah. eat so many we beets. We got blood get, vessels like, to improve our, our blood circulation yes. to our muscles yes. and our heart. It's and got a pee red. It, and it had like oranges my in pee it too. Was, my pee was red 99% of the time. Yeah. Like I ate yeah. so many beets, it was sickening. And we would like talk about it. She'd be like, yo, dude, is your pee red too? I was like, yeah, dude, do you want to go for more? That's how you know it's working. Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. yeah. Your pee's red? Yeah. yeah. And we like, we, and we, I guess we were always truckers. Because <laughs> we would talk about like our urine back then. Or like the first time Stephanie and I did a weight cut together, we were both lying in my bed in my studio crying about how much we wanted to drink water. And she's like, bro, I just like I just like really want like one sip like I just want like one sip and I can't even like and then shower. we weighed in and then we weighed in like ten pounds on literally we were both <laughs> what so a, what a rookie like, move we were so <laughs> dumb we had no idea what we no were doing idea. it was our first time cutting weight together accidental and we ten cried. pound extra cut no we cried we both cried after weigh-ins because we had done weight dude I weighed much. in I weighed in at like forty nine <laughs> huh I weighed in at like I thought the 49. weight class was forty eight no 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 I was competing at fifty three. Uh, oh yes, 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 yes. Oops. So I was—I think I weighed like four, fifty-four or fifty-five, and, and I—I I was I a, cut to forty-nine yeah. accidentally. Yep. Are you yep. crazy? You just don't 
check your weight? <laughs> no, no. So like, Dude, I actually don't know what happened. But. Shit, no, the check scale. I'm not there yet. The check scale was yet. like across town, and we only had my really shitty scale because yeah, Steph yeah. was in the process of moving, and so that's why she was like living with me in this tiny studio across from Lululemon and Whole Foods. So like, obviously, she was gonna live with me because I was in this ideal studio, prime location, prime location. Yo, where's there Oliver. a Lululemon and a Whole Foods? In Hold the same on, spot. there used so, to be. You know, in Sunset. In Sunset? Oh where there's that rounded corner where it literally uh-huh. says Sunset Plaza, those are all studios. So Okay, I, hold on. We need yeah. to talk about something important. So. Yeah, I know we do, but that's, <laughs> that's where it was. Okay. Weightlifting. Okay. Something well, we know we were getting... I we think were getting into the meat. We are getting into Kratos. Yeah, we're getting into Kratos. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, what I wanted to say about that is, look, local meats are excellent, especially to bring people into a sport, just making sure that, you know, you're providing the opportunity and access for for people all around the world to be able to participate Mm -hmm. in our events. So both in Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting and CrossFit, right? Like the fact that there's gyms and people that take time out of their day and invest into throwing a local meet just for the local community. That is amazing. We definitely need that. However, If you've been competing for a while, you've been competing for three, four, five, six, ten years, whatever. You need to. Or you've been competing for one year and you're at a super high level. Yeah, or you're at the high level. You need. uh, How I've been feeling is that I don't feel like there's a competition that's kind of like prestigious enough for me to feel like a well-respected athlete you know sometimes Uh you know i go out i wanted to be the uh, my dream was always to be a professional athlete and you go but you are Mm -hmm. and i'm like but i don't feel like one yeah you know i feel like i go to a meet and it's in the back and it's in the back of a gym yep like those are the biggest the biggest you know what there's there's some i mean like the ipf has done a good job at, at at creating a high looking standard of competition for international competitions but the atmosphere sucks. Yes. Like you go, like, there's like I, three I've people seen, in the there's no, you know, no yeah, no, notice how they never show the crowd. There's yeah. no crowd. That's because there's that, no crowd. There's like five all. people sitting there watching worlds yeah. and these top level lifters are on the super professional looking stage. And you're like, why is no one clapping? Oh, cause yes. no one's there. Right. Yes. So that's been my complaint over the, over the last several years. And you know, we were talking about this in the car. We we're like, instead of waiting for someone to, to do what I'm expecting someone to do, which is put up a, Put up a meet that makes the athletes feel like real athletes, that they play the national anthem, that they have an opening ceremony where athletes are wearing a, a uniform and they and they represent their gym or their country. They have their flag or their sponsor, you know, and uh, it, you professional have a professional stages. looking stage with LED and, and a live stream and lights and a DJ and the music that's well regulated with a microphone, with a professional um MC, MC, mm. um, with a closing ceremony, with a gala, with an opportunity for for networking. So that on the athlete side, and then and then on the spectator side, yeah, absolutely. You wanna you want an environment that is comfortable for spectators to come in, feel welcomed, and have like you know good seating and and good view of the stage, but also that is entertaining for them. Right. So, well, even, so even beyond that, so for those listening who are weightlifters, because I know that they're probably a minority of the people who listen to this, but we're, we're growing that, right. We're trying to basically bring in the entire weightlifting community because it is so secular. How we talked about how weightlifting has become suddenly uncool, which is like the, like you nailed it. It has been because the events around weightlifting are not Wadapalooza. They are not, you know, like the hybrid showdown. They are not cool. And I've said it. I host 
six to seven local meets a year that frankly are probably the coolest local meets. And if you guys have flown in to do my meets, you know that they're probably the coolest meets you've ever done. It's like how we get $10,000 a year from like Pioneer and we give belts out to every single medal winner or we do medals for every single winner. And they're like nice, heavy die cut medals. When you go to USAW national meets now, they are run. Okay. And it's so commercialized. There's not even room really for the spectators. There's like a little bit of seating, but you don't even want to sit because they have like these rotating scoreboards or they're combining juniors with under 25s with university. Yeah. It's hard to follow. It's like, mm. what's going on? Who's it's, winning? You know, it's, it's mm. not, it's not something that is inclusive. Like we talked about, yes, we want these super high level of, you know, lifters to come in and feel like athletes, but we also want the coaches and the people who love weightlifting. Like when we were growing up, we used to, like you guys came uh -huh. and flew to trials, right? Because you had to be there. You had to be in the setting, look at the stages and be a part of it. It was cool because we all came together as a community and were there. It wasn't just because, like you said, the IPF has these really cool stages. That's not what made it cool. What made mm -hmm. it cool was it was exclusive and inclusive simultaneously. And there was stuff to do. Like it was in a cool setting. It was in a cool venue. All of your friends were there. And what we're recreating is essentially that, but with more boots, like actual companies you want to interact with experiences like cap, you know, the Porsche driving experience, right? We're, yeah. we're joking and kind of not joking about what can we do to draw in all of these different people who love these strength sports mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. want to go to these events, but yet we're still yeah. spending what thousands of dollars to go to Ohio in the winter for what to watch weightlifting on non-elevated stages and bleachers. Like it's you know what? A point you know where really it's ridiculous is it, 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 <laughs> as far as I see only in strength sports do we expect somebody, a spectator, to come in yep. and just sit there for eight hours and watch an event with nothing but the actual sport playing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't ridiculous. care what sport it it's is. Ridiculous. That it's, is insanely boring, right? Like, look at look at the NFL. Look at the NBA. Yes, they've got they've got halftime shows. They're yeah. blasting T-shirts into yes. the audience with yes. a T-shirt cannon. Absolutely, there's tons ridiculous. of stuff going on. They've got the jumbotrons are playing stuff. You know, so you're you're constantly. Like football, mm -hmm. objectively to yes. me, is pre it's a pretty boring sport to watch outside of the actual highlights. You play for two seconds, you wait for five minutes. You play for two <laughs> seconds, you wait for five minutes. But there's so much other stuff going on. People are yes. drinking, people are yes. fighting well, in the stands. Well, also the you know, broadcast, you know, the broadcasting is really good. Yes, and also it's the, good. You know, yeah, but that's a whole nother there, but animal. My point is just that there's so much entertainment value yeah. in those events outside of the actual sport itself yeah. that it's captivating for people and yeah. that's something that we need to bring to totally. to weightlifting and to powerlifting totally. yeah. and i think that's actually why you see people flying out to ohio in the middle right. of the winter to to go to the arnold because even though the, the setup there is you know well, especially it's for weightlifting crazy. it is it is completely changed and i don't know if you guys know that but like we are moved there, there are no more elevated stages. There's no more packed room. I don't like that. There's no more like banners to make it like, you know how the Arnold used to have like those, the, the blue background or the black background. Yeah. It's now a series event. So it's literally on the floor. There are no, uh. like it's, it's gotten to be so, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say it like, like podunk. It's like, why would I pay that much money to go to the Arnold to lift on a platform that I could build myself or like I sure. could put on the floor myself. But it, the redeeming quality yeah. I think there is just, you know, a spectator can come in, you know, maybe the setup isn't as great as it used right. to be, yeah. but they can walk around the venue. Yes. They can go yeah. try a million pre-workouts and get fired okay. up. <laughs> they can, but, you know, literally like, they, okay. they can watch <laughs> the bang energy girls shuffle but all day I, long. I, I digress. Like, and I just, and, and this is, but this is where, this is where we come in. I went to the expo last year and like how I was trying to go hug Steph. 
yeah, we're at the point now where the the best part of the expo are the are the bang girls. Like what the <laughs> fuck? No, seriously. And like I'm I'm saying this because it needs to be said. You're shuffling around like fucking cattle. You're not even really seeing, okay, the protein. You're not really like, unless it has like this huge display where you can actually see what's going on, it feels claustrophobic as Mm -hmm. a spectator. Okay. Not if you're running a booth, if you're in the expo, this event that we're going for guys, it is inclusive and exclusive, but it is fun in the sense that we don't want it to feel like we're herding cattle. And there are all these people there that you otherwise wouldn't interact with. We are attracting the best in strength, the best brands in strength, not some random t-shirt company in the back corner. Who's trying to get you to come over and buy their overpriced shit that you would never wear. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's being curated in such a way that you want to go down to Miami. You want to be there. Like the title sponsors diamond, right. That we talked about are are brands. You actually like we actually love, or like we're actually recruiting for this people that we have personal relationships with as well personal relationships like you know the days of old where we would actually go in and know the guys running all these companies so unlike the arnold because it's like well why would you be doing this if we already have the arnold because there are ways that we have all sat down discussed and talked about to make it more inclusive make it more interactive for the coaches for the spectators for the athletes like this is what makes this event special this is what makes it unique and there's three stages like we didn't even talk about that for those of you guys who haven't listened to previous episodes three stages with the Untested powerlifting, which is the federation mm-hmm. you guys right recently acquired. Yeah, Mike, rum. rum. So there's rum, there's USAPL, and then there's going to be USA weightlifting. So this is a sanctioned event, you know, for those of you guys who are listening, like, hey, how do I get involved? Or when is this information coming out? And then, Steph, there's prize money. Yes. Which, is. like, guys, for weightlifting at doesn't the Arnold exist. doesn't <laughs> exist. Like, can you repeat this again? How much prize money? Cause this is exciting. Like if you're a weightlifting meet director like myself, if you own like a gym and you are trying to disrupt this because it's going to happen. Like if someone doesn't do it right, it's like someone's going to like, we're doing it guys. We're doing it this fall. And I am so freaking like pumped about it because it is needed. To, like it's needed to happen for a mm-hmm. long time. And I've seen it and like teaming up with you guys is the dream. There's no other team in the world. I would want to work with mm-hmm. to do this. And Appreciate like, it. yeah. How much money? For, so for now, for starters, we'll yeah. for sure have 8K for first place. <gasps> Excuse me, guys, weightlifters, $8,000, which may not of. sound. Okay, that's thank the minimum. <laughs> thank that's you. the minimum. The yeah. minimum, guys, for first place is we'll $8,000. This is unheard of. Like, and this podcast needs to be listened to because I don't think people realize how big of a deal this is, at least for a sport that mm. really doesn't host these events anymore. Like this is this is groundbreaking. I don't yeah. even. I don't even think the national champions no. for USA weightlifting get yeah. any no. pay amount. Well, I mean, like if you win international medals, there's a payout. But mm-hmm. no, like in, if you're on stipend, there's yeah. a payout. But do, do you get eight thousand dollars for winning a meet? Yeah. No, this is unheard of. Yeah. And it's, that's the commentary on the Olympic, you know, the, right. the American Olympic system. Right. But, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And if, you know, with all the drama, if you guys have been following what's going on right now, like in the IWF with our you know current president and how Ursula is actually acting as interim president, things aren't looking good right now. OK. And like she's hustling to make sure, right, that this sport stays intact but things are not great right now having a private event like this in the united states could easily attract international competition i mean Mm -hmm. there's no reason why not and if you are an international athlete all you need is a usaw membership this is technically a local meet this is not a national championship this is not exclusive this is not like limited to americans this is open to it's miami okay this is open to everyone with a usaw membership you are eligible to win that money this is huge Mm -hmm. i'm huge i'm (laughs) huge 
huge. Huge. No one runs weightlifting it's meets be great. better than yeah. we do. Um, and yes. or powerlifting meets. This is going to be so epic. Right. It's not just a meet. It's an it's actual an experience. Event. It's an event, yeah. it's an event it's an and you have to be there. Like yeah. it's and we even talked about extending it right now. It's going to be Friday through Sunday mm-hmm. in order to do the opening ceremony because Steph feels really passionately you know, about this. So. Mm-hmm. And then we we talked about a Kygo concert, which whatever happened, did Kygo ever message you back? Kygo hasn't messaged me back. You know, it's if your happen. best friend, guys, we, and little Wayne is, is two doors down. We should be asking him. Oh, we so. didn't even think about that. Yeah, I should I should go ask him. Yeah. Yeah, but guys, so and I'm gonna like to throw some fun back into this. If your That'd best be friend, be when sick. you are contacting these people, goes yo like so. Steph didn't know who Kygo was, which if you're into EDM, like you probably know who Kygo is. You know, higher level. No, love, I didn't know. I, I didn't know who Kygo. Oh, is. you did. Yeah. yeah. But he, she goes, dude, Kygo is like cute. She goes, oh, if Kygo comes here, you should like totally date Kygo. <laughs> if your best friend doesn't think that you can go date Kygo, you need best friends who believe in you. Because I'm like, I was thinking about that. I'm like, how absurd is it that like literally my best friend is like, you know, if I get Kygo here, you guys should totally go out. Like, <laughs> That's because she's obsessed Dude, with setting people up. I, I know. But like also like some other random guy would do. But like in her head, no, Kygo <laughs> and some PT, same bro. Right. Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm the best wingman that has ever existed. No, that's also true. But guys, Steffi it can thinks backfire, like that. Though. It can backfire. Can it? You can end up with 10 DMs from really strange people. Oh, like when I set you up? Like when I set people up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. but 10 weird ones, and then you get maybe 500. Not so weird. No. <laughs> Anyways, Steffi, guys, Anyways. is a visionary. She's always been like that, even with your love life, I swear. So, like, there is, and Hayden, too. Like, these two, like, are some of the most powerful people I have ever met, ever interacted with. It was like when Steffi met Hayden, guys. There was no not stopping that role. There was no slowing that role. Like it has been a role since. And it, with this event or them getting more into events, opening the Fantasy Factory, really rolling forward with apparel, there is zero way this does not become the biggest event in strength. Like I'm, I'm just saying it. I'm calling it now. We can listen back on this later. But like there is zero way with Cap's involvement, Ian's all of hybrid and now like us coming forward from the weightlifting side to make this the greatest strength, honestly, event in the country, not just competition, event. Zero way this isn't the best. And I'm, t- I'm saying it's going to kill the Arnold. I was telling it in the meeting, it's going to kill it for weightlifting, at least weightlifting, because of the Porsche driving experience. The, <laughs> the, uh, come for the, cars. <laughs> the car show. The opening ceremony that Stephanie, you know, she feels so passionately about, like the prize money. They're like, it's going to be phenomenal. And I'm just, I'm so pumped yeah it's, it's, it. it's honestly it's gonna bring a, a whole new level of professionalism yes. to yes and that's the goal the What's sport the goal? of powerlifting yes. and the sport of weightlifting yes. and that is super exciting you know i want i want there to be a dress code for coaches oh, oh! 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 it's like i posted that after AO finals and y'all got so butthurt about it yeah we're talking about it all yeah, of you know what though? that's insane dude you can't go when i see a coach at the olympics in fucking slides gray sweatpants <laughs> yeah like, what, what are you doing, doing? Bro, this is this is your like. Uh, we need to do the suit you're, thing. You're at the basketball. Work. You're hockey. literally you're at work. work at the most prestigious event of your career, and you yes. show up in some fucking slides and sweats. Like, do you not care what people think at yeah, all? Crazy. Yeah, dress and like, code, button downs. Yeah, well, some people try to tell Sometimes. me. You know, and this is like great. Basketball. If you ever went to button business up. school, <laughs> close those shoes. Polos are fine. Yeah, polos are button downs. Button yeah. downs, I think, need to be. Re- Why isn't it button ups? <laughs> 
That's a good question. Because you go down. Yeah, you I don't go start up. from the bottom. You start yeah, from the I bottom? Start from the bottom. <laughs> oh, you're a what? psychopath. <laughs> Wait, so you're, you're... I start from the bottom, so too. I start from the bottom, too. Well, well no. just think about how crazy that looks. You do the bottom. It's all open Wait, at the top. and then you the top? Yeah, yeah, no, you do no. the neck button. What? No. no, you start from the bottom for yes. sure. No, so that it's aligned. So that it's aligned. <laughs> how are we outnumbered? So that you make sure you get the number Okay, we're good. You listen to my logic. It's because you end and you have to decide if you want to expose the chest and do the uh, button. Or yes. You got to go into yes. a button-down shirt no. knowing Ian. your button situation. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, Ian's no. right because with tit, tits, with tits, yeah. that's a thing. It's like, how much tit do I want to leave out? For sure. You know that. You know that before you no, put the you shirt don't, on. No, because sometimes that's the tits are on your bigger mood. and sometimes they're smaller <laughs> depending on the time of the month. You Depends know. on who you're meeting with. Do you yeah. want them to look at your totally. chest or do you not? Totally. Yeah, but you know that Is before the shirt goes on. No, you don't. Because sometimes intention, it happens as you're buttoning. You know, you're like, actually, one I feel less sensual. Button. The decision changes while the button. Oh, 100 happens. girls totally change <laughs> mid-shirt buttoning. Like, our minds go so fast. Okay, sh- so, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have we're gonna have button-ups. Dress code. <laughs> Fuck. This is um, great. Stop swearing. What I'm are you, sorry. a truck driver? Yes, I'm sorry. I apologize to the listeners. Yes, I apologize. Caesar, you're going to have to beeper. beeper. Oh, my He's goodness. Oh, button ups. Button ups. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should, I don't know for all the athletes, maybe for select athletes, you should give them like a custom uniform. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about, about that, that for everybody. For the opening ceremony. That. With yeah. their like name or their flat. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like primetime yep, session lifters or something. No, I want to give yeah. out an opening ceremony uniform to everyone. With an apparel sponsor. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, right. Oh, that's really cool. Either yeah. virus yeah, or noble, make like a tracksuit, like a, a jacket and pants, and then the event shirt underneath. Something like a wearable thing that they can wear afterwards so they can say, like, oh, hey. And it becomes like a coveted yes. thing. So That's people cool. want to yes. go so they get that thing. Yeah. yeah. Like for, for the gear. Yeah. For the CrossFit Games, we got our shirts that, like, you couldn't get anywhere else. Right. They were custom, tailored, had our names, flags, all that stuff. And it was like you. That it was limited. You could only get it if you were a good enough athlete to qualify. And just wearing it, like you could wear it into a gym, and people would know, and you didn't even have to say anything because it spoke. For well, it. We, yeah, it's we, a cool flex. We discussed yeah. that, just that with singlets, right? We'll just go right? just for the year for prime yeah. time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so the top athletes are going to be competing in something called a prime time session, and and Steph's working on the actual invitations now. But we talked about possibly doing like a shirt, Ian, or a singlet mm. for those primetime athletes with their name on it, yeah. or with like the title sponsors or a special, like you said, like a special edition apparel item mm. that is still, you know, being determined based on the title sponsors and who's willing to do this. But mm-hmm. I think that's definitely like, that's definitely a thing that's mm-hmm. going to happen for sure. Yeah. Other than the opening ceremony, like in addition to that, it looks like they will be receiving. That something. was, we had a, when my hockey team went to the national championship, it was the same thing. Right. It was sponsored by uh, Under Armour and Gatorade. Mm-hmm. So we just got like, I still wear that shirt. Yeah. For I, sure. I still have the shirt that says the na- national championship, Telus cup. And uh, it's just a, it's a cool thing that you can have forever. Well, I think this is the time to. And it also makes you feel like a badass. You're like, yeah. oh, look at these companies are giving me all this shit. Like, okay. I, I also, made I like the it. Single idea because really cool. that's something you would yes. frame. Yes. You know, or you can totally. you can yeah. go totally. to a location that does your sport or whatever. Nobody knows who you are, but if you wear that thing, it's like people are kind of looking at you out of the corner. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but this yeah, is cool. this is this the, this is the time, and I'm just gonna say it. 
if you have one of these really cool fitness companies, maybe you're with Virus or you have a weightlifting company, you're listening to this and you go to all the national meets and you're like, wow, this sounds like something I really want to be a part of or I want to be a sponsor or have a booth at this expo. There are opportunities to do that. Now, Mm -hmm. not everyone who wants to necessarily be there or have their logo on X thing is going to be able to do that because there's different sponsorship levels. But there's, you know, there's a price. And so Steph, you know, Cap, you know, we were all talking about breaking that down, what that looks like, the benefits for the sponsors. If you own a really cool company and you want to be a part of this exclusive, inclusive, very forward thinking event on all the ground level on the ground level. Yeah. When will that be out or when will the website be up for the event? And can we say the dates? Are they official? Yeah. November okay. 15th. Right. Ideally, the website will be up next week. OK, so there's going to be a website where you can learn more about this and you could probably link it by then to this podcast so they can actually click on it. Yeah, and I will. We're getting the event sanctions in so they can begin you know, registration is not opening up yet, mm-hmm. but you can at least start to look at the dates, look at the venue, you know, we'll have an at, event map right. where you can choose where your booth spot is mm-hmm. and it, with the price breakdown right. of each booth. Yes. It's going to be cool. Like a little, like how on Ticketmaster, you try, if you want to go to a basketball game, mm-hmm. you can see the and prices. And we kind of reworked that thing. idea too. And talking about the size of the area too, there will be mm-hmm. different sizes. So if you are a bigger sponsor, you will have more area in the expo. Um, all of that, is kind of coming together and will continue to come together in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It's all super exciting. Very super, super exciting stuff. You got anything else? Um, no, I was going to move on to Florida man stories. Okay. Florida man stories. Multitasking. Yeah. yeah. Multitasking. Are you ready for this one? Ready. Hey, you sent it. Yeah. I want credit. <laughs> so guys, Ian, the rhino at Ian, Ian the rhino found this, found man this story. week's good Florida man's work. Good work, dude. Ian, good job. Thanks for, Thanks for contributing. Yeah, we love it. Florida man gets naked to escape. What's the land story? The land. It's the a land. Place What's in the land story? That's amazing. The land. Yeah, the it's, land. it's like yeah. a it's like a city or not a city. It's like a town or yeah. Right. Town. Florida man gets naked to escape the land store. <laughs> but why did he ribeyes to- fall out of his pants? <laughs> <laughs> Witnesses reported to police that in an attempt to get away, short wriggle, short wriggled out of his clothes. <laughs> police said short stole four packs of ribeye steaks valued at forty one twenty four. Short Total? was charged with resisting an officer without violence, resisting a store employee while committing a theft, and first degree petty theft. He remained held without bail Monday at whatever. Without bail? What is Wait, he, a flight risk? What, what's his bail? Last set. This guy's stealing $41 worth of value. They would think he's going to flee the country. Last page, last page. An officer arriving at the store saw coupon books and packs of meat scattered on the store's floor and a naked short running, a report states. The store manager reported that Short was a regular shoplifter at the store, and when other shoppers reported they saw him stuffing meat in his pants, the manager stopped him, investigators said. Short was taken to the hospital after it was discovered that a taser prong struck him in the genital. Oh my god. I, I didn't know This might happened. be the best Florida man story ever. Taser to of the dick. all time. Ian at Ian the Rhino it was all someone, for someone sure. posted this and the caption is why is it they never want to steal broccoli <laughs> <laughs> was it you yeah 
we missed cruciferous vegetables over here. Why is it that they never oh want to steal the broccoli? Like, why is it the meat? Now that is amazing. Meat or crab legs? Uh, like crab, crab legs are expensive. Wow. Like per yeah, they, that's a good. That's a good like item. King to steal. crab legs. Yeah, it's a good item. To steal. Yo, but if you're not wearing something protective, those spines. Yeah, and yeah. Walking, you have to balance. You need spandex for sure. Yeah, spandex for sure. I wonder what his logic <laughs> was. In, in there'd be some serious. Why well, ribeye and not fillet? Yeah, you could get so many more fillets. Well, hold on. No, no, no. Hold on, guys. So. Okay, so background. I actually used to work in a butcher shop. So before I went to college, I worked at the House of Meats. This actually would happen. We were robbed at gunpoint. We would like hide in the freezers. Uh Like when this stuff happened and people would actually shove me in their pants and run. So I'm listening to this. It doesn't just happen in Florida. It also happens, you know, during the Great Recession outside of Detroit or in Toledo. Um, Very real. So with ribeyes, if it's a bone in ribeye, Oftentimes, those are better or more exclusive cuts. Or like, if you if you're getting like a maybe they said ribeyes, it could have been a freaking porterhouse where the fillet it's actually still on it. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. So if he was actually stealing porterhouses, porterhouses. Well, there's only forty one dollars for the steak. It's four ribeyes. Yeah, for forty one dollars. I don't. That's know. cheap. I know. Yeah, but like, hey, maybe so know. cheap. It could have been per steak. So we're asking, like, why didn't he it's steal unclear. fillets? Ten dollars steak. They could have just <laughs> yeah. put ribeye down because they didn't know it was a porterhouse. Yo, you know he, what I mean? It, it had reporters. to have been forty one. Those are the details you want to hear that make quick good journal. It had to be porterhouses. You want to yeah. hear a crazy story? Well, this so is this is going on in Canada right now. So in Ontario. The, the liquor stores, it's all government owned. So it's it's run by the LCBO, which is the uh-huh. Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Right. And they That's passed so this. Yeah. <laughs> and they passed this. It's actually kind of cool because it gives them an insane amount of purchasing power. Yeah. And they can get really cool stuff that like a lot of the little shops wouldn't be able to get. Yeah. But um, they they just passed a policy across all the LCBOs that that employees are not allowed to intervene if somebody is stealing something. No, you can't. Like you're not supposed to. But so you to. know what's happening. What? There's videos. If you go type LCBO like robberies uh-huh. on 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 uh, YouTube, <laughs> people are bringing in entire hockey bags. Like wow. imagine that the biggest duffel bag you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, That's yeah. what a hockey bag looks filling like. Filling it up and walking Just out. Just filling it up. And people are filming it being like, he's like, dude, you're on camara. Like we're uh, like, and they don't care. They're and they're like, just hey. they're loading these up and it's yeah. happening all the time and it's become a huge problem and people don't know what to do because it's like <laughs> I, dude, I feel like if I was there and someone's filling up a hockey bag I'll stop him <laughs> that's insane well, right? you, but you're Taser like, him this, in the nuts. Is, this is coming from <laughs> yeah. like the place of like an owner right and like so what you know I and I also just talking about my weird jobs I was a manager for a Lululemon okay uh-huh. just random past you know lives uh, employees can't go stop or like there's too much liability associated with having an employee potentially like confront someone who's shoplifting. But as an owner, you could totally go up and just like do whatever you wanted to do because you're the person paying for the insurance, yeah, right? Go non go non lethal ranged pepper spray. That's but all you having need. an employee potentially yeah. go up and do it, like if something happened to that employee, a for lot. A that's why a lot of companies have policies where you are Let literally not allowed to intervene. Also, that was the thing with the racist baker in Oberlin that the kid, the kid who worked at the sh- at the the desk, who was the you know the grandson of the of the owner was accused of profiling a kid who actually wasn't shoplifting. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then that there was a huge too. lawsuit. But, yes. but, he, but he wasn't. But he wasn't. There was a huge lawsuit. Yes. And then there was a huge counter lawsuit. And yep. the bakery ended up winning the counter lawsuit. They for sued, like $10 million. They sued the school or something? They sued the school because the school canceled their contract with them, wow. accusing them of, of profiling the kid. Yeah, when wow. And it's you know yeah. it's a small town. That's their, that's their biggest contract. Corporate policies, yeah. you just you let the shoplifters do what you do. You try yeah. to. We, we used to say we used to try to educate people. So if you thought someone was shoplifting, you would just just talk to them more. 
So you can't actually like confront them. But if you thought like you basically your job was to annoy them so much that they left because we would have to like it said how he was like a known shoplifter. You're like, why the hell would they have a known shoplifter? (laughs) Every store has known shoplifters. And the reason why is because you cannot confront them. You just go up to them. You're like, hey, we got a lot of deals on cereal on aisle three. So you know how I can (laughs) talk forever? $3.67. When we had a known shoplifter, they would literally go send me to talk to them until they left. And maybe that's why I talk so much. Honestly. Casinos are really good at dealing with people who like to yeah. steal from the casino too. Yes. What are, yeah, they just yes. come back and beat the crap yeah. out of them. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, <that's> a, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a different way of handling it. We're talking yeah. about Lululemon versus, you know, like, like mob yeah, stuff. Yeah, you just but, have to beat one yeah. person that everybody knows, then you yeah. just kind of... Wait, how do they actually deal with them? No, they actually, like, you know, they know when people are coming in and they'll have people basically mind them yes. until they leave. Yep. Like, they'll just stand by them. Yep. Just security like, will stand by like, like we'll, so we'll encourage them we'll dude, they have like entire teams that are just Caesar. trained in behavioral analysis yeah. to watch how people are behaving yeah. right and they have cameras and everyone yeah. so they and they they've profiled people who who steal chips mm-hmm. or who try to cheat right. games and when they come into the casino they know they they've, they're in the casino and then they'll mm-hmm. they'll tr- they'll steer them away from any they'll opportunity just <laughs> sit next to them yeah. and talk about a really annoying no they're, subject. they're, they're clearly security and they're clearly yeah. just like are bugging them and yeah. everyone knows that now security is on them so they they leave they can't have a good yeah. time yeah yeah mm. well we've already Let's done the florida man piece yeah so last thing we have 8 minutes to discuss one last topic that i want to talk about okay cuz we didn't get into any sort of tt no we didn't oh okay okay yeah. okay all right, teach well, I'm it changing out. the t- I'm changing the 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 name of our segment of fitness gossip to, to t- trash, trash talk. TT. <laughs> trash talk. All right. Yeah. TT and for time short. For t- time well, for you have some something. T-t. You have something in mind? Yeah, the future of Olympic weightlifting. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's some. You have only eight minutes because I have to go. <laughs> I, but so then maybe maybe we should have Hayden then give his elevator pitch because he's already heard me talk forever on this. Just about how the weightlifting's at risk of being kicked out of the Olympics. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because he can do the Should same minutes. I, I don't know if I can. I mean, it depends on on, you on who you up, ask. Pop up the Azerbaijani regime by yes. giving them medals. I th- honestly, <laughs> I think weightlifting is at risk now of becoming what powerlifting has become with all these different federations. Yeah. Yep. Because if they get kicked out of the Olympics. Yeah. Which is a very real, you know. Threat that's right why. Now. Yeah. That's why drug testing is so strict yep. in, in Olympic weightlifting. That's why we're seeing all the changes that we've been seeing. Yeah. And, and great lifters having to retire because you know they trained on a in, in a system where, you know, it was kind of like a don't ask, don't tell. Everyone yeah. knew everybody was taking drugs, but you know, we everyone just pretended that they weren't. Mm. And but now they're actually the cracking recent, down. The recent development, guys, if you haven't been following, is that the president of the IWF. Mm. There was a Netflix documentary and essentially they had these witnesses come forward who provided a convincing enough argument that he was involved in some of these doping scandals. And he had an an account that was full, that had millions of dollars in it that were basically all bribes. I mean, the Qatari. That he has now stepped down and we have an interim president who is our president of USA Weightlifting, who is Ursula. So. That is what is going on right now. It is being thoroughly investigated. I have full faith that she will do a phenomenal job. And we are not necessarily saying that uh, weightlifting is being thrown out of the Olympics. But we're also not saying that it's not because this is literally this man who is a very powerful, like the president of the IWF is now 
it's basically like has had to step down because they they have enough evidence or they have enough of a convincing enough argument that he was somehow tied to many of these uh-huh. scandals that have plagued USA weightlifting, you know, which isn't a drug tested Olympic sport for decades. Are you referring to the Icarus doc? No, there's no, a new one. It, there's it's a new documentary. It's, uh, all things Jim released it like a month ago. Uh, yeah, okay. you can watch it. It's I can't remember what language it's in, but it's not English. German. It, uh, it's yeah, German. That's the one where it talks about like Lasha and all that. Yeah, yes. how Lasha yeah. hasn't been tested in in like the last yes. ten years yeah. since his last positive <laughs> yeah. test. They haven't tested him at any international meets. Correct. A bunch of other crazy stuff like that. For those well, of you who don't know who yes. Lasha is, he's like he's the current day weightlifting goat. He's just untouchable. Yeah. So yeah, the, it's, all, it's yeah. shocking to hear that he hasn't been tested. All in of those regimes years. in in kind of in that in that region of the world are authoritarian. Right. They heavily invest in their weightlifting program yes. and they use it to to yes. to legitimize their authority. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and the system is built to to favor those of course those countries of course and so now that it's being rebuilt guys yeah. regard regardless there's a lot of change going on there's a lot more drug testing there's different policies that are coming out if the, if you own a gym or you coach olympic weightlifting or you're a high level coach or you, you've been reading right like all these changes in our ethics policy or safe sport um bars is like this new computer system that we've all had to go through and there's like a lot of stuff you have to read through which is why i still haven't finished mine because i'm still reading through all this documentation before i sign my life away um it's changing like it's it's changing and some of it is awesome but a lot of it is just really different and new and it, it stems from what's going on in the world right now so i do think our events are going to look very different especially if weightlifting mm. you know is thrown out of the olympics and then what happens right you could end up with tested and untested division just oh, like powerlifting. Shit. oh here we go yeah. right. Dude, let's take it another step straps allowed oh, Or like a, I don't know, like we were talking like a five bar federation with powerlifting with a rising bar. You know what I mean? It's Uh like there are so many different untested and tested. There's so many different opportunities right now um, for the private sector to start running these events, start really thinking about what is weightlifting going to look like in 10 years, honestly, with or without the Olympics sudden death weightlifting like again there are well they so kind of had that at Wadapalooza yes, that's what they did started I know, bracket style exactly I yeah. that was a yeah. subtle reference yeah. I liked yeah. that um, <laughs> the point is guys is that you have to start to think about especially if you have a weightlifting club you know or you're a struggling coach or you're you're a visionary you're like what it what will weightlifting be in 10 years it's like you guys with hybrid you know you disrupted this entire industry and you've built something that no one else has because you guys were looking forward to the future like what what could powerlifting be it's like you told me it's a very unique situation right now in weightlifting where we don't know and yeah. so we're starting by well it's kind of up to you guys what are the odds yes. you know it's, it's up it's up to the community the to, to decide tokyo it's in it's yeah well, yeah well, after, after tokyo. high oh. i think high it's out after yeah tokyo? i think it's pretty well i'm not saying that i'm not saying that i think it's, it's high yeah it, my personal yeah, opinion extremely percent. like i i honestly like 75 percent. Uh, okay i mean like i think 2028 i think yeah. 2028 there's a really strong chance that at that point we would be back, back if there's funding yeah. if there's interest right like it's like mm-hmm. Hayden said it could go to nine different federations I think that honestly for Paris we were looking great but now with what's going on I don't feel very confident anymore I, I honestly and from what I've heard and like some of the you know the people I've talked to recently I'm going with about 75% yeah. or or because we've already been redu- like the, so for those of you who don't know the IOC has already shrunk the size of the weightlifting competition like mm. significantly yeah. so in the United States we have 10 weight classes guys that people can compete in nationally there are only seven at the Olympics right. for each gender 
So some of those people who are in those 10 are kind of screwed, which is why you see all these people going to these events and literally just making weight and leaving. They're not even competing, which is so lame. Like I know why they're doing it. I know why, but like that is the state of USA weightlifting or just weightlifting in general, where it is acceptable to go fly somewhere and not compete, make weight in a class you normally don't compete in. So you are eligible for the Olympics because of now the reduction in funding and space for weightlifting. Mm -hmm. So for Paris with what's going on on, like in the last three weeks with the president, I don't Mm -hmm. know, 75% before that we were, we were solid, but for a much smaller event now on it, I don't feel confident. What's crazy is, you know, it might be more pervasive than track and field, but it's pretty pervasive in track and field. Yeah, but no, track and field makes much more money. Exactly. Mm, and yeah. so guys, well, track and field is also 20 well, events. Yeah. So guys, hold on. Which like, helps. Yeah. And this is kind true. of like the it's last most thing I'll of say. the broadcasting yes. out of the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> track and field makes so much more money. Yeah. If you are a, a gym owner or you coach weightlifting and you are listening to this freaking out because maybe this is the first time you've heard it. Shut it down and open a track gym. <laughs> exactly. No. There are ways to, and this is kind of part of the new business I'm launching, to grow your business, to host local events that are still sanctioned, to bring more money into the sport, like Steph said, to bring professionalism. There is zero reason why, regardless if we stay in the Olympics or not, because a lot of us, like, we don't have control over that scenario other than, right, obeying like the rules and guidelines set forth by USAW. That being said, there is zero reason why we cannot have these events that are still profitable, fun, that like preserve the culture we all grew up having. It's not like, oh, the sports thrown out, the sport dies. Excuse me, but fuck that. Like this is the like we are moving forward regardless of what happens with Tokyo Mm -hmm. in November. And we don't care in the sense Mm -hmm. that like we care about the outcome, Mm -hmm. but we are not going to quit weightlifting or quit having weightlifting events because an organization falls apart because of some really crappy things that some people did. And so when we're, when we're saying we're excited about this, yes, this is TT and this is trash talk, but it's actually not. We're discussing important issues here in the sense that like, this isn't trash talk. This is real. And like, Mm -hmm. don't freak out. Don't panic because yeah, if USAW loses funding from the IOC, how do we have the American open series? We're planning an event that literally has the budget of an American open series event. I've said it there. I've seen the numbers. It's that big. Mm-hmm. It is. This is literally that big. And so, yeah, guys, the private sector is moving forward regardless of what happens with the IOC, USAW, or any of these organizations. You just need the right people behind it. Exactly. Yeah, and right. like mm-hmm. when you, which you guys yes. do, we got we've you, got fam. you. Like we <laughs> we we've got you at least for this event. That, like Steph said, there will be these grassroots events, these local events, and this is technically a local event, so international lifters can participate in this. But it is not going to feel like a local event. Yeah. So stay tuned. All. November fifteenth. Yep. Weekend of November fifteenth. Yep. It's called the Creators. Stay tuned for more information. Yep. And with that, we conclude our podcast because we have to go coach a class mm-hmm. All or right. a seminar. Oof. Yeah. What? Where uh, Where can they find you, Jilly? So this is a funny story. I actually don't know my handle. I like it's it's my name. So type in Jilly Jaworski, uh, J W O R. We'll put it. We'll put it in the show yeah. notes. I think there's um. I think there's an underscore. I think it's Jilly underscore Jaworski. So funny story. I was off Instagram for a few months, and someone took my username. Like oh. my name, Jilly Jaworski. It's gone. Like it's. Interesting. Uh, so I had to change it, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. That's I'll, so annoying. Yeah. That'll, that'll teach you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know they creep my story sometimes? The, the, so like the, my the old imposter Jilly Jaworski? <laughs> yes. Like, what, what's the real Jaworski yeah, who's, doing right now? Okay, so there's actually two imposter accounts. <laughs> no, which, we don't have time for that. Yeah, okay. but anyway. Okay, guys, so <laughs> don't follow them. <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Oh. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right. All right. Thank Adios. you guys for having me.